You're listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Real Radio 104.1. Hello, bird is the word, brother. Hit it. All right, Mo, settle down. You got to settle down. You got to take a deep I'd breath. I'd like to hear this song. Well, we're not going to do that right oh, now. Oh, damn it. I'd rather listen to myself. Makes me feel a little better about <laughs> the cards I've been dealt here. Yeah. I'd rather listen to myself. Oh, of course you I really yeah. do enjoy listening to myself. I'm feeling bad now. Not right all the time, but most of the time I am. And by the way, uh, someday maybe Anderson Cooper and Mika Brzezinski and uh, Joe Scarborough and some others who uh, allowed Donald Trump to be on the air because they really thought it was great. They were having a swell time that weren't they because this, this was a candidate that we was like a clown, you know, we get a good laugh. He's always got something to say, and let's put him on the air. Well, I don't know if any of them ever said, you know, we had a we hand a in this. Yeah. We had a hand in this. Uh-huh. So we we'll don't know whether candidates wanted to come on the air, but he did. We were going to get a laugh or get attention, and then you know, Morning Joe. I mean, I watched. I've watched it for years and years. You had this. Uh, you had this guy on for a long time. They did. He simply called in because he called in. They said, "Oh, Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski. Donald. Let's put them on. Let's talk to Donald. This will be good for ratings." I'm telling you, I'm in the business. I know how this works. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Scott Maxwell writes for the Orlando Sentinel, the Taking Names column, and uh, every Wednesday at this time we. Talk to Mr. Maxwell to see what he's writing about, what he's thinking about. Greetings and salutations, Mr. Maxwell. Good afternoon, Jim. It's another big news day in America. It is, but uh, congratulations to you are Uh in order, as congratulations Uh are in order for me, or a big round of applause. Because, uh, as uh, was noted by your publication, or or the New York Times, it might have been, the city of Orlando and the Orlando Police Department have put the kibosh on the oh. facial recognition program. Yes. Yes. We think. And uh, you and I, and, I, and I'll admit, that I'll tell, I like to polish my own apple from time to time. You and I were the first to jump on this. And as I remember, we jumped on this, and then you uh, sat down with uh, the chief of police, and he lied to you about this damn thing. Well, yeah, I can't even. I can't, you had more concerns than I did. I will tell you, I was not as concerned at first. But then I had the conversation with the chief, and things went to hell fast. Uh, we found out they, he didn't know what the hell, what he was talking about, right. and uh, that's actually um, what I have in my column tomorrow at the top. Because oh. uh, if if you look carefully, mention my name. The city has, they have definitely tapped the brakes. They have not extended. The deadline expired. But they have said they are going to decide whether to get back into it. Eh, it's dead. So, uh, and I have in my column tomorrow yeah. saying, uh, I, I, I can say when I was wrong, uh, and because uh, I didn't talk about it with you guys, but I didn't come back in the paper. And uh, at first, I was okay with this, but the more I looked into it, I was going to they don't know what they're doing. And uh, they don't know where the cameras are. They don't know what Amazon's doing with the video. They got no backstop. They got no checks and balances on, uh, on what they're doing with the footage once they get in there. And uh, even if one has no qualms about 
video recording in a public place, you have to have confidence that the people, that the city, that the governmental agency that's doing it knows what it's doing. Right. And I have none of that. None of that. And I don't think they do. And this is what you and I talked about weeks ago. It, the more I looked into this and the more I heard about it, the more I got the impression that Amazon came to Orlando and said, hey, we'd like to do something high-tech. And Ando Orlando once again did their local yokel. Well, golly, we'd love to partner up with Amazon. Yep. And they, didn't, they not only didn't sweat the details, they didn't get the details. Well, you and know, they didn't, well, they didn't think it through either. They didn't think, geez, I wonder how, uh, you know, I don't know whether these, I don't think they sit around and say, geez, how is uh, Phillips and Maxwell going to feel about this? Mm. But certainly when it comes to this particular type of program, did anybody say, geez, you think the ACLU is going to, you know, well, I mean, you know how they are, or, you know, is anybody else doing this? And how does the American Civil Liberties Union think about this and other groups that, uh, that are like them? You know, is there going to be some kind of blowback here that we're not prepared for? That's how unprepared they were. For, for not thinking this through. Absolutely. And why, I, Jim, I really do not know that it is over with, but no. that is why what you just said, I said to the mayor. And I said, listen, if you all are going to do this or even contemplate doing this again, my take is that you should do this time what you should have done the first time, and that is have an open discussion in the, with the city council where not only your seven members of the council, who are largely lemmings, can uh, ask questions, of, but, but uh, citizen activists and citizens and watchdogs can come and ask questions, and they can ask a question of Amazon, and they can ask a question of IT, and they can ask a question of this police chief. That's how you do it. That's actually what I had first promoted. I said, we can have a healthy debate Correct. in this uh, city about whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, and I might ultimately end up it's a good thing. But, but when you don't have that debate, crap like this happens, and you end up having the police chief sitting down one day to say, I want to tell you, I give you my word, every single one of these cameras that's functioning with Amazon is within the, or the police headquarters. There's not a single one on the streets of Orlando. 18 hours later, yeah, uh, almost half the cameras are on the streets. Of Orlando. So what did the mayor have to say? Did they say you're absolutely correct? We, uh, you know, we uh, we muff this one, and if we if we continue with this program or get involved, we'll have it more public than it was uh, certainly before. I got to tell you a little bit. I, he actually surprised me a little bit. Really? He, I believe, the phrase he used was, "It's fair for us to take a shot on this." Yeah. So good. And and yeah, and I got to tell you, I respect that. Uh, uh, that he's he's going to say that, and I don't know whether he's going to do it. It doesn't excuse what they did wrong in the first in the past, and maybe it's all gone to begin with. I mean, from now on, anyway. But uh, but yeah, that's that. I mean, it's been called out, and hopefully they'll do better. Did you host the Tiger Bay uh, gubernatorial debate or whatever the hell it was, or is that scheduled <laughs> later? When is that? I, it, it was today, but it was mayoral. It was a uh, mayoral. Excuse mayor. me. Okay. The county mayor's uh, race, yes. For no, the, the gubernatorial one's the Fox one uh, right. at the summit with deep. What's not deep right. Let and me go to your column that. today. Your column yeah. today it has to do with politics, of course. It has to do with all these political ads that we uh, that we see for the most part, and they just. You're absolutely correct. Hang hang on, because they're just going to. And it doesn't matter what program you're watching, whether it's oh, 60 God. minutes or reruns of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You want to take a buzzsaw to your forehead, don't you? After <laughs> yeah. sitting through about 30 seconds of that crap. And uh, and uh, you essentially say, guess what, folks? You're paying for it. If you're a taxpayer, if you're That's a right. citizen, you're paying for these ads. And I go, I don't go, what? Yeah, I I think this is one of the most non-understood, unknown things about politics and and taxpayers in Florida, and it just 
gives me the red ass. I got to tell you. I mean, it is the, the the what you people do not understand is that. Ten million of your tax dollars over the last two cycles alone—it's more if you go back over that—have been used to subsidize the campaigns that put on these ads that drive you nuts. And and what happened was originally there was a decent idea. It's the kind of idea you and I might have supported if it was done right, like other countries even do. If if you want to talk about like really having some regulated uh, campaigns where you get the big money and the influence out of campaign, you would say, you know what? All right, here's what happens. Uh, nobody's going to raise money. Nobody's going to take money from uh, from the Cokes or from George Soros or the unions or Walmart or anybody or Big Tobacco. What everybody's going to do is everybody gets, you know, whatever, 100000 bucks, and you got uh, three months, and we're going to publicly finance campaign. We're going to have a debate on the ideas. This is how some European countries uh, – and, and, and anyway, in variations – what they tried to do was take public finance and put no checks and balances. Instead, what they said was, well, you can have your money so you can compete with the uh, big guys, mm-hmm. but they ended up letting the big guys have it. And the worst examples, Charlie Crist, the Dem- uh, who Republican turned into turned Democrat, he's, he's taken the most, about $2.5 million when he was running for governor uh, last time. But the candidate who has taken it the most times is mm-hmm. Adam Putnam, who's now running for governor. He took it twice as agriculture commissioner and now as governor. Uh, Governor. And I got to tell you, when I tell you how he took it last time, if I don't know anybody Republican, Democrat, or Independent who won't just their hair won't stand on end. Adam Putnam and Jeff Atwater were running against no one. I mean, no one. There was some schmo whose name you and I couldn't pick out of a two-name lineup. The guy raised no money. <laughs> Adam Putnam and Jeff Atwater outraised their opponent. Get it, wait for it. One hundred to one. Oh. That's not an, that's not an exaggeration. I mean, if the other guy had you know ten thousand dollars, they had a million. Right. Those are the two campaigns that you subsidized. And where does this money come from? I mean, it just comes out of the state treasury and goes and goes into this fund. Yep. Seven hundred thousand dollars to those two campaigns alone. So think about this. The notion is supposed to be it's supposed to help the little guy fight against the money. Those guys and I'm not picking on them. They just happen to be the ones who took the most in the the last two two elections in a a silly race. They're already taking this money. They're taking it one hundred thousand dollars at a time from the Chamber of Commerce. They're taking fifty thousand dollars from the Business Association, the bankers, trial lawyers, whatever it is. This is supposed to help you compete against those guys. They're the only guys taking the money. Scott Maxwell writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. We talk to him every Wednesday. What's your take on uh, whether it's the Maxine Waters, Pam Bondi, uh, Stephen Miller, um, people getting in their in their face and yelling at them or asking people to leave restaurants? You have a take on this? I think it's a bunch of pearl clutching. Uh, by uh, it reminds me of someone who uh, you know calls you an sob, and then you go, "Well, you're a bastard too," and then they go, "Oh, oh my God, where did you get such language?" Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not in favor of any of it. I got to tell you, I've been writing about this for more than a decade since we had people getting their uh, arms fractured at Tea Party town halls. Remember that? There, there were a number of us who thought that uh, you know there there should be an uh, modicum of decorum and civility, uh, but I'm not sure how you get an administration that's you know grab them by the you know what and uh, rough them up at the rallies to all of a sudden start clutching your pearls and grasping your chest and go, oh my goodness, there's so much ugly talk out there. Right, but what's your feeling about individuals or groups or whoever they might be, you know, getting into into the space of a Pam Bundy or asking? 
Oh, a, I don't have uh, a... a Sarah Sanders to leave uh, a restaurant. I think they're. I think those are kind of different. Uh, those two things. Uh, I think uh, the people who went after Pam Bondi, to the best of my knowledge, uh, they were folks who had a lot of issues with her on a social justice and uh, whatever yeah. uh, issue. They're not going to get an audience with her. They, this is this is not a woman who says, you know what, I'm going to have a um, I'm going to have a you know a, a colonist club meeting. Yeah, every, every open door policy here at Bondi's office for you to uh, come in and talk. And I think they were making their voices heard. She said they were mean and hurtful. They say they weren't. The video seemed to show there wasn't. She says that the video wasn't rolling. Um, I, I got to tell you, I got I don't really have a problem with that. I guess the the other one about not serving someone. I, that's pro- in my mind. That's an opportunity lost by the business owner. Uh, I would probably, I would probably take that to say, hey, you enjoying your, your souffle or whatever it is, your pulled pork. Uh, do you mind if I uh, ask you a few things or f- share a few thoughts? I, I don't know that you hear from many people uh, from my perspective. I'd rather have a conversation than kick someone out. But I, I, I see a difference between those two things. Tom, uh, John Morgan, of course, uh, for the people who led the charge to get medical marijuana approved in the state of Florida, second go round, he was successful through a a state referendum and uh, then announced, I think I'm pretty sure through the Orlando Sentinel first announced that he's launching a campaign to uh, have a referendum on the legalization of marijuana. This is, uh, this is a fait accompli. Uh, You think we're at a point where, okay, all we need is the signatures and then it's all over, but the shouting. Uh, no, uh, I think now, first of all, I think he's talking 2020, isn't he? Uh, yes, so yes. It's, it's not. It'll the, take the, that while to get the signature, certainly. Yes, and uh, we've already passed the deadline for 2018. Uh, no, I don't, because really? uh, I think there will be a lot of hurdles. I mean, uh, there, first of all, you can uh, a group can do everything right and get all the way to the end with all their uh, signatures, and then it can be sued. Uh, it can be a legal challenge. And uh, they often wait until it's too late to fix. So, it, first of all, that's just it's, – it's really hard. People, I think, overestimate how hard or underestimate how hard it is to get things on the ballot. Uh, there's only a handful of things that have gotten there on peti- by petition. Yeah. So, so there's that. And then you, you, you can't underestimate the amount of money that might be spent against that by in whom? 2020. Who is, uh... Well, and, and that's the question. I, I shouldn't say – I shouldn't say I'm sure that it will be there. I'm saying don't underestimate the power if it manifests. Yeah, yeah. If it manifests, I think Morgan would tell you it would come from, like, pharmaceutical companies. Mm. That would, that's who he would tell you gotcha. is, is one of the uh, people who don't want you to have – they want you to stop to get a pre- prescription uh, to medicate, to uh, take care of whatever uh, Ill- illness you've got. And I'm, I'm just – I'll come clean. Rick Scott's campaign uh, the first time around taught me not to underestimate the power of a really pricey media campaign. There's no reason on paper Rick Scott should have ever won office. The only thing he was known for was committing the biggest, uh, running the company that committed the biggest health care fraud in United States history. 